Hi, this is Shashi Saluna from Tantra Made Easy, and today I'm excited to be sitting with my dear Tantrika mm. sister. And um, this is Amanda Ananda, and she is not only a juicy Tantrika, but also a mom. Mm. And she <laughs> decided to really specialize on helping other moms and parents um, learn how to be sexy while being parents, how to bring their juice back, how to explore Tantra, and how to manage these uh, two things together, which is great. A topic that I'm very interested in because I often, I haven't had kids, and one of my reasons was thinking I might lose my <laughs> sex drive, so it's good to see this living embodiment. So um, she runs the tantricmama.com with a whole bunch of online courses, and today we're going to chat about this topic, how can you get your libido back when you have become a mom. Hmm, thank you. Thank, thank you for, for having me on here. Mm, thanks it for being here. Truly is one of my favorite topics to to talk about is like how how do we keep that that spark alive in our relationship but also within ourselves? How do we remain passionate, energetic beings when we also are moms, which can be a very draining activity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, as I'm not a mom, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. Yeah. When, um, so when you become a mom, you know, is it is it like is it just hormones, do you think? Or is it the, the busyness of the kids? Like, what actually happened? What did you experience happening in your body? And obviously, you work with a bunch of other mums, so mm -hmm. you've got more than your own experience. What happens to a woman, um, you know, after giving birth? What, what changes? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Hormones completely change, right? Where our bodies shift from now carrying this baby to how do we nurture and nourish this baby? Literally, you know, creating breast milk. And so, one thing that's very common is that women all of a sudden don't feel they can get as wet or as turned on during a sexual encounter because our bodies are using liquids in different ways, right? Uh -huh. So it's really important. Redirected. Redirected, yeah. Uh, so it's really important to stay hydrated. That can be helpful, but also to use lubrication is, mm. is in, to have no shame around the need for that because it's very right. common when you're breastfeeding to be less uh -huh. lubricated. Uh -huh. um, and of course, exhaustion is a huge, huge mm -hmm. piece of this when you're not, when everything is off when we're exhausted right and when you have a baby uh, to take care of that is kind of constant you know need of you to survive and to thrive um, I think that the most important thing we can have is support and creating that system prior to birth is ideal but even if you're recognizing it if you've had the child even if you're a couple years in you know finding community finding mothers finding uh, friends and family to ask actually leaning on the tribe for support I think there's a huge um, kind of um, conditioning we have around being the mother who does it all, being the super mom. And we, it really takes a lot of courage to lean on the community mm -hmm. and ask for support and actually receive it and take the time you need to have that nap, mm -hmm. you know, to actually stop and take care of the body, to rest, to, to nourish yourself, to take your sacred space. And so basically, actually, this really aligns with, with the Taoist wisdom that basically our sex drive, our libido, is so connected to how resourced we are. Mm. In Taoism, to bring a little Chinese medicine in, they yeah, say that your kidneys, your kidney chi needs to be really full up mm. to have a healthy sex drive. And basically, we burn up our kidney chi with getting exhausted, with mm -hmm. being too busy. So stress is a massive libido yeah. killer. But obviously, sleepless nights, having a crying baby, running around looking after others, even beyond baby, of course, they still need a lot of care. Like giving a lot of our resources to others, literally like one of the first functions in our body that's going to go is going to be our libido because mm. it's not essential. Yeah. So... Yeah. This is really a great piece to realize that we don't have to do 
women don't have to do all the childcare themselves or yes. that they should really think about getting a structure, yes. support structure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that in because I, I personally have experienced that. Like, I feel like that drained, exhausted, overwhelmed feeling. How do we resource ourselves? So, mm. so taking time is really important, of course, but what are some practices we can do when we have that time that, that can support us in feeling more energy and aliveness in right. our body. So more than just napping, you can also do practices. What, what are your What's your favorite recommendations? Or um, so on? one thing I remember doing when I was a newer mom in the earlier times was I was really utilizing the practice of fantasy, actually, and like stimulating your mind is a huge turn on for women. Mm-hmm. It's it's a resource and, and, and a concept that we don't tap into maybe as much as we could. And of course that could be reading a book, but studies show that just thinking about it, creating your own scenarios actually creates more stimulation. So like in the sexual body. fantasy or just sexual fantasy, yeah. Or it could be fantasy of just a vacation on the beach, maybe yeah. that makes you wet. <laughs> Do you think like like the, I mean, I've got this question of like, I don't know. I mean, of course I'm being a mum, but like what I hear from young mums is like they don't even think of sex or feel like being right. sexual and their partners want it and they're just right. like, oh my God, I just got to get to sleep and, you know. Right. So is it, do you think women need to push through that and just like start going to sexual fantasy even though they don't feel like sex? Is that... I do actually. Um, okay. There's studies that show that women are what's called have responsive arousal more than spontaneous arousal. Mm. So if you're just waiting to be spontaneously turned on and interested yeah. in sex, that actually may not happen. It's just that's not as common. But we are responsive to it. So if you say yes to maybe some massage with your partner, or you say yes to kind of gently easing yourself into that energy, or yes to allowing yourself to fantasize, or allowing yourself to just gently explore the body post baby, like that's another aspect of of returning to being a sexy human after becoming a mama is that our bodies completely change. Mm. So you need to kind of relearn what does my body like? What does my, my yoni or my pussy like now that I, you know, had a baby come through this, this portal, this canal, right? So um, taking that time and kind of pushing through that hump of like, you know, thinking that there's all these other things that need yeah, to be done yeah, yeah, yeah. and prioritizing that, actually your body will become responsive to arousal. Right. So prioritizing time to get sexy or to tune into sexiness, should we say, even when you don't feel like it, yeah. because then you can just start touching your body or fantasizing and see what comes without yes. giving yourself too much pressure. So this yeah. shouldn't be about the husband. This should be about Absolutely. That is about a her. huge piece <laughs> of it. Yes. Yeah, this is a, this is without goal, right? Yeah. It's more um, with the with the intention of an intimate moment with self or with yeah. a partner um, and not so much with this is going to be the most epic orgasmic experience we've had since having kids. Yeah. You know, that puts way too much pressure on it. Yeah. But just that we're going to take time and create time for us or myself to be in that energy of yumminess, of intimacy, of juiciness, you know, of that sexy, like, I'm going to create space for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they the proof, too, that, like, there's, um, that the more you, like, sex begets sex. The yeah, more you yeah. create space for it, the more you'll want it, the more you'll create space for it. The more you it. have, the more you want. <laughs> the more momentum builds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to get back in the flow because you, you do. probably do have a time off well you have time off have a baby you stop mm-hmm. breastfeeding but at some point when you want to get it in you're going to have to do that consciously rather than yes. just waiting for it to happen yes what about the husband um 
as we mentioned him, what can he do to support her? Because I imagine some husbands are just like demanding, like, you're not sexual anymore. And, yes. you know, we know a lot of husbands wander elsewhere at that crucial time that mm. actually his woman needs uh, a lot of support. So how, as I think every man has an inner hero inside. How, how, can, uh, how can a man become a hero to support his woman back? This is a great question. And so one of the things I personally experienced, as well as many of my clients reiterate, is there's that there's that time of day that's really really intense which is that pre-dinner time right he's getting home from work maybe she's like been with the baby all day but everyone's got to eat you know <laughs> and it's not the time it's a time where she could really use support but maybe that transition from work feels like a lot so i think the first thing is that a man needs to figure out what supports you in transitioning from work Mm -hmm. to being present at home mm -hmm. so and there's some simple practices you know just shaking for five minutes shaking off the work day that like that's a, mm -hmm. a simple yet effective practice in shifting your focus and energy mm -hmm. and being able to be present for the family um, maybe it's my ex-husband he was like I need five minutes from the time I walk in the door to the time I sit down at the table I need five to ten minutes of just silence mm -hmm. you know no one mm -hmm. needs anything from me and then he could be more present mm -hmm. and supportive um, and then post dinner I told him, if you want me to be like refreshed and sexy, that's when I need my 10 minutes to an hour, preferably, mm. right? Because I've been with the baby all day. So if he can take care of the baby and clean up the meal and just, you know, take care of things that I've been kind of carrying all day or we've been carrying all day, it gives us time to reset and maybe drop into that space of desire. Mm. Then going from the frantic, everything has to get done and it's all my responsibility um, and feeling good to do it all by ourselves. So I think helping out at that point can be really supportive. That is so brilliant. I love that. So And it's nice and, and clear. It's like he gets home from work, he has time to transition, get rid of his stress. It's all about letting go of stress, yes. right? So exactly. he has time to de-stress. Then he can hold space more for his wife and kids and be more present. But then he can also take on some of the tasks mm -hmm. so that she mm -hmm. can go have a hot bath or do a little shake or dance or whatever she needs to do to switch. Because yeah. it is very much about switching from that kind of action-orientated, slightly stressy mode that we need sometimes yeah. into a more relaxed and more embodied yeah, and honestly, as I, this didn't work for me before I had kids, but after like seeing my partner vacuum, like I got so excited, like seeing him do dishes, especially if he like took his shirt off, was like, oh, you know, it was it was so simple, it didn't take a lot, but I was like. Oh. I just felt so supported and loved, mm. and it was like, we're in this together. I think it's mm. that feeling of partnership, mm. of like, we are on this journey together. We have taken this on together. It can feel really connecting, um, and then you don't have to do as much of that work, mm -hmm. you know, if you're feeling so separate before you get to the bedroom. So you got it, guys? You need to, like, put on the apron with nothing underneath and start hoovering? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that is the new foreplay. Forget about flowers and chocolates. That's what she needs now. If she's a mama, seriously. And you and I, and I really used to tell my, part, I tell my couples who are parents, you know, like, what are those things that are kind of like the love language things? Like, she, mm. the flowers and chocolates might not do it for a mama, mm -hmm. but the vacuuming and the dishes and doing a load of laundry, like, that could be... Could be her I think I get quite turned on by that, and I'm not even a mom. <laughs> yeah, cooking a meal. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so these are ways. And then, in terms of like the actual physicality and sexuality, is the old stuff going to work? Is it going to be the same, like, same kind of foreplay, the same kind of like, I know mm -hmm. lots of couples get in routine, or is that right. shifting also? Does she need like 
That's absolutely Something shifting. Um, I, I really felt, and I've, I've had this reiterated by a few women that I work with, that it's almost as if there's a return to innocence after birth. Mm. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. Because our bodies, speaking in energetic terms, there's an alignment that has to happen in order to birth a baby out, right? Like your chakras all open up again so that that much energy can come through and, and birth mm-hmm. the human into this realm. And after that experience, you're feeling very tender and innocent and open. Mm. And so she may be significantly more sensitive mm. than pre-birth, not just yeah. because of physically things may be raw and healing, mm-hmm. but because energetically, you know, things really open up mm-hmm. and you just, you're just, even just like the, the feeling of something on your skin, you just become very sensitive. Um, and so I think it's really important during that, you know, first few months, especially like that could create a beautiful practice and foundation for the rest of parenthood. It's important that there'd be time for just cuddling and helping her body feel safe. Like she's been through quite the, um, quite the, the journey with birth, you know, and, um, to help the body like feel that sense of like, I'm not expecting anything from you right now. Like you just carried a being for the majority of a year, birthed it into this realm, like just this nurturing her body, feeling nurtured and safe and Mm -hmm. being sensitive with it, I think creates a lot of connection that she's seeking at that point. Um, and safety mm-hmm. and then then so much more can just organically grow mm-hmm. from creating that so like with sensitivity it's like a plus and a minus you just have to know how to work with it right like mm-hmm. you know being more sensitive a little can go a long way like a, a little conscious yes. like touch can be like <gasps> exhilarating but if someone touches us thinking our bodies are the same as they used to be yeah. then we can contract because it's too much too fast or too yes. hard or whatever yeah so so therefore partner needs to become a little more sensitive as well and tuned in yes and kind of explore as if it's a new body as if it's a new lover yeah what i suggest for for my the the mothers is actually a a a ritual a self-pleasure ritual of of exploration post baby Mm. and really figuring out what what does my body like and Mm. not like now so that you can communicate that with a partner right um because otherwise you're both kind of like blindfolds in this new world. You know, you're like, I don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And so I think for most of us to kind of self-explore first um, and and really figure out what's working now, what's not. There might be, and there's oftentimes some vaginal trauma from birth. It it could be, you know, that um, there's a tear that's a little bit more significant, but and with that tear, there can be a little bit of pain or a little bit of numbness Mm -hmm. after birth. So you want to take time to to offer love to that and mm. some awareness to it. And it's surprising what a little bit of presence and loving touch can offer that, whether that's from your partner or from yourself. But getting to know the yoni, getting to know the vagina after birth and um, being gentle and, and really sensitive to, like, she's been through a lot, giving her the time to kind of come back into feeling alive and feeling a lot of pleasure and then being able to communicate that with your partner I think is really helpful. So partner, I should stop saying husband because, of course, these days, right. maybe two women, but um, or unmarried, a partner can um, can actually see this as something quite exciting, like mm-hmm. like a new lover. In yes. fact, like okay, let's explore this new lover. Things can be more sensitive, more exciting, but that needs an open mindedness, mm-hmm. right? So the yeah. 
Yeah, it's a new aspect of her womanhood, of her feminine mm. experience coming through. It's literally a new energy that she is embodying. Mm -hmm. And how do we interact with that? What about uh, like jealousy or, you know, like mm. I've heard sometimes that the that the partner can feel jealous of all the attention suddenly mm -hmm. going to a baby. And is that something that needs to be, you know, worked with consciously? Do you have any advice for that? I do think it's something that needs to be worked with. I mean, um, I just—I was just thinking about breasts and yeah. how lovers love yeah. our breasts, and and most men just kind of partner. Most partners that I have just kind of treat my breasts like they're for them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. suddenly it's like actually it's feeding a child. Like yeah. it's, it's fulfilling. It's actually, I got territorial <laughs> about my breasts right. even because um, because I was like, no, it's it's for the baby. You know. <laughs> um, so so and I think that that's a normal. Um, a normal response, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and also, there's also an aspect that I want to speak to that can occur in the earlier days, but it's also like, sometimes you're touched out as a mom. Mm. And how can we create intimacy and connection without there being hands on the breasts mm. all the time? You know, mm -hmm. like, what are other ways to stimulate her or, or, or share affection mm -hmm. that may not be, like, explicit to... The chest or genitals, yeah. you know. But yeah. how do we how do we create more connection and um, and offer her that space of like I want to love on you and support yeah. you, but I run where there's Find other on you. <laughs> that reminds me of the seven veils. You know, it's like a mm. practice I like to share with couples where you explore intimacy through all these different things like touching hands and cheeks and and we put couples through that even when they've been together 30 years and you know they're having full sex and so many of them are like oh, it was mm -hmm. so ecstatic and yes. we were just touching fingertips and it was orgasmic and so I feel like something like that might be really great absolutely for exploring oh yeah we my partner and I studied your seven veils rubric and um, it was amazing and it, it felt like that return to like middle school like adolescent like while you're dating but you're not yet like in that phase of, of penetrative sex and it's all exciting and there's yeah. so much um, uh, what's that energy uh, when you're waiting for anticipation, anticipation. <laughs> yeah. and I've always said like anticipation that moment of anticipation is actually sexier for me sometimes than the physical like when something's happening <laughs> totally I think that's when energy is built up mm -hmm. it's built up in the charge around anticipation mm -hmm. so going too quickly in for the goal yeah. there's just no energy around it yes. it's like you know, but when we build that up, it's it's like sizzling. Yeah, and and to build that, it can also be outside the bedroom. I feel like in parenthood, and, and obviously you don't want to make it explicit outside the bedroom in front of kids, but I think the more you do throughout the day, those gentle moments of affection and the gentle moments of teasing mm -hmm. make the ability to, to to dive into a deeper sexual space in the bedroom mm -hmm. like easier yeah, than yeah. going from... You know, zero. zero to a hundred <laughs> in in a tw you know the twenty minutes you have before the kid wakes up again. Like yeah. that's just not um, yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think it's. I mean, I get it. Like being explicit can be too much for kids, but actually seeing affection between your parents vital. is like one of the best educations ever. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, to see your parents actually love each other. Mm -hmm. You know, touch each other's cheeks, yeah. give each other a cuddle. You know, I actually think that's the best way we can we can teach yeah. the next generation Versus about how relationship. Much violence is okay to witness in I our society. Know. I think exactly. it's beautiful to balance it out with some loving affection. Exactly. Cuddles at home, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, these are great advice. So more hoovering, taking that time, <laughs> taking the time off, getting back from work, taking the time off for the women after dinner. 
um, re-exploring the body, both the woman on her own and then showing her partner and mm -hmm. the partner recognizing that she's like a virgin again, everything's very sensitive, yeah. tuning into the body in a new way. Um, so many different things and then having affection throughout the day or throughout the time you're together or even through a text message I guess yeah like so, that mental simulation is, it works yeah yeah it's really good yeah that's something that I was thinking about like roles you know like so many um so many women I work with a lot of women whose kids have grown up like that's when they come to me and mm -hmm. they come on my five-week uh, intensive training for women and they're like oh my god I was a mother now how do I find my sexy woman back mm -hmm. And I've often thought, like, what, does that have to happen? Do you have to just be like, now I'm a mom and, like, wait 18 years before you're like, who am I as a woman? Right. You know, right. how do you navigate those roles? Do you think that, you know, do you have advice for women around I that? think there's a lot of conditioning uh, that I know I've had to battle for sure around, like, once you become a mother, it's almost like, what is it, a Madonna complex? Like, you... You, you need to be... You now are sacred and <laughs> non-sexual, like... It's a very weird. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a very weird experience, right. and even even like when I go to pick my kid up from school, um, there's that thought of like, am I too exposed? Like, am uh -huh. I being too sexy to to be considered a responsible mm -hmm. parent? You know. Um. So that's definitely mm -hmm. the conditioning is there, and I think it's worth th uh, reflecting upon mm -hmm. and really deciding for yourself. How do you want to move throughout mm -hmm. the world? Is that an aspect of yourself that you, you want to let go of for a while mm -hmm. and are okay with letting go of, knowing the repercussions of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, the, there's, there's going to be difficulty in your partnership if you completely, you know, let that part, let that part go unless he's in agreement with it and is like, yeah, mm -hmm. I understand. And, I, you, know, mm -hmm. you know, unless you can communicate that and there's an agreement there. So mm. um, I think it's healthier that we, we are able to know all parts of ourselves and give them all a certain amount of attention at a time and consciously choose like what, how much of those aspects am I bringing into my life during mm -hmm. that period? And I guess I've just chosen to bring in a lot more of it than, than others. But I also feel like that has served me because when I allow myself to be in truth, which is that I am, you know, a, a sexy, sensual being and a mom, I've had more energy. <laughs> I've my, my joy yes. button has been hit more often, right? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. experiencing more joy, more pleasure, and I have more energy. So when I show up to be a kid with my kids, I'm less resentful. Yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. not letting that part of me die or yeah. fade away. Yeah, um, and I'm. And I'm actually really able to be present with them instead of wishing, you know, I think it's not like you're wishing, not like an a direct wish yeah. of like, oh, I wish I was having sex. But there is a wish to have joy yeah. and pleasure and playfulness. Yeah, and the bedroom yeah, yeah, is a really yeah, yeah. great place yeah. to get those needs met. And I totally get it about energy because, you know, I even noticed myself over my years that if I have had periods of my life where I'm not feeling sexy with or without a partner, mm -hmm. my energy goes way down. Yep. And even when I'm just with, with a whole bunch of women and we're just doing some practices and breast massage from JDEG, I feel sexy. Mm. And it's not about having sex, actually. It's about having energy. Yeah, it's about yeah. feeling alive. And and I think that's a that's a real thing, isn't it? If you, if you totally put that part of you to rest, you're going to lose energy. Yeah. And so how to bring that in an appropriate way, you know, that you feel is appropriate for your own motherhood. Yeah. I think in a way, like, we're looking at a new archetype because who we are when we're like in our 20s and we're getting all dressed up to go flirt or whatever is naturally going to be different than when we found our man and we've had kids and whatever. But I think we need to like, like you, you're a perfect archetype. She's a role model. <laughs> like to invent a new um, archetype that is like grounded and caring and mm -hmm. takes care of the family but is still sexual woman. 
Yeah, it's yeah. time to pull that back. I think I yeah? absolutely agree. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. And to, there's a, there's I think a lot of guilt for moms too, right? Like if we're taking time away from momming to have a sexy date, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of like, well, what am I missing in my child's life when I'm mm-hmm. you know going? And we need to let that go and trust that w- children are made to be ri- made. They were meant to be raised in tribes. Mm-hmm. It, they they benefit from time with other people. There's it, it, one night out is not neglect. Right, we're not jumping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to that. Uh, you're, you're, it's, and it's actually supportive for their family dynamic and for the future of the family to have to have those needs met. And, yeah, and to pl- be playful with your partner because it really solidifies that that partnership, which is the yeah, foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. of that family. For the whole family thing, I mean, that's yeah. such a huge piece that that we worry that parents are splitting up when they've had their kids but at the same time as a society it's like taboo to stay sexy so then what are, what's a couple to do you know like so many so many men feel torn because they want to support their woman but they're not having their sexual needs met and and you know it's like a bit of a catch-22 when actually that we should be looking at how do we how do we maintain the couple feeling alive and juicy and make sure the kids have all that they need it's it's really about assessing all the different needs huh yeah yeah one of the solutions that i know a couple of friends have made work is finding another couple with kids around mm-hmm. the same age and so you can like each take turns once a month kind of having a sleepover you know like mm. your kids go to their house one friday a month and their kids come to your house one friday a month so you know that you at least have at minimum that once a yeah. month you know and then usually you could talk a grandparent yeah. or someone into another one so you know really you have to prioritize and put it in the schedule which yeah. i notice some people is like oh schedule scheduling like sex how unsexy but that's not true no <laughs> not at all like scheduling it and prioritizing it and knowing that your partner's making space for it and you're making space for this relationship and then having the tools to you know tantric tools practices to come together into union is is really serving actually yeah and in a way it's like it's more like scheduling intimacy anyway because it may be giving each other a massage or Mm -hmm. you know so many different because some women i think get would get contracted around scheduling sex because it's like oh i've got to have this i've got to do something (laughs) they may not feel ready for where if if it's more about scheduling intimacy, right. there's always a truth point to be found. There's yeah. always some needs to be met and some place to meet. And I think connection time, just connection quality time. time. Yes. yes. And that may may spontaneously move into it or... Yeah, yeah. But either way, it's it would be, getting, yeah, needs getting needs met. Fulfilled. And mm-hmm. is there something around communication or any structures that you advise for, for couples to go through um, around that? Yeah, um, yeah, one of the, yeah, I love the needs, what is it, needs, wants, desires Mm -hmm, list, and mm -hmm. really getting clear on what are the needs that you need regularly in your intimacy or sexual life, like, what is it, like, those are, like, the super yummy, like, I want to experience those regularly, right, what are the wants, we're like, oh, if it's woven in every once in a while, that would be really fulfilling, and what is it you really desire to create, like, maybe there's a fantasy, or role play, Mm -hmm. or, you know, a vacation once a year like those you know those pieces like how can we support each other and getting all those mm. needs met and this i think this is a really good conversation to have because then you know what your bottom line is like if i'm not cuddled or spooned you know <laughs> once a day then i'm gonna start losing it but you know my <laughs> fantasy is let's let's give the kids to my grandparents for the weekend to the grandparents and go off and have a weekend you know yeah. so you can have the full yeah. spectrum there and have communication around it. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. super important. I'm sure it's a whole new journey for both parents. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, was, I don't know if I already said it, but there is this transition into parenthood is a huge transition. And to also just accept that I think it's 75% of people that transition into parenthood have a difficult time with their sex life mm. and, and, and mm -hmm. finding that balance. So knowing that you're not broken, like sometimes I think we go through the journey and we're, we're not feeling one another and it just feels like chaos and like, how are we going to make it through? And we must be the only ones that suck yeah. at this. Right. And, and mm. it's not true. It's, it's actually, sadly, 75% mm -hmm. of the population has a hard time transitioning into parenthood. And mm -hmm. so knowing that and accepting like this is going to be part of it can, can maybe set you up for more success and less like, oh, it's their fault or it's my mm -hmm. fault or we're broken or we're never going to be good at this. It's mm -hmm. just it's just a natural phase of it that I think could be cured with a, a better structure in society of just mm -hmm. supporting families that are moving through that transition, whether it's a longer um, time that mothers can stay with their kids at home mm -hmm. or just various programs. But there's, I think there's, there's a way that our society could shift to support that transition. So, yeah. Even just having the information is helpful because if you don't know and then suddenly everything changes and you blame each other or you blame yourself, that's when things really spiral yeah. down, huh? Yeah. And if people sort of even know, okay, there's a shift and we can work through this and here are some tools, it makes it so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Yay. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's, I've learned a lot. Is there anything else? Um, Anything else that you want to share? A favorite tool or technique? You have an online course for women, right? From yes from turned off to turn on turned off to turned on yeah, so i love that supports us in reconnecting to our body this beautiful temple you know that we've especially for moms that we've now carried a child in and mm -hmm. and how do we come back to loving it because it can shift so significantly mm. how can we come back to feeling reconnected to it there's you know, rewiring those pleasure pathways <laughs> and also opening up to the, there's a lot of wisdom that our bodies hold that we may not have access to. And when you become a mother, it can be really beautiful to access that wisdom, to be able to mm -hmm. like have that conversation with the womb and the womb carries your child. Like there's no other part of the body that knows your child so well. So <laughs> to be able to listen to it and, and hear its wisdom, be guided from, from that deep space within can be really supportive practice mm. in intuitively leading your family and your children. So you think thriving. there might actually even be, like we're looking at it like this big problem, but there might actually be a, a deepening in a woman's sexuality. Yes. Significantly. It's a nice reframe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I absolutely think that. Yes. A deeper connection to the womb, a deeper connection to inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. And presumably like things like the shift in body shape as you carry a child, like it's so very mm. feminine. And so, you know, I know a lot of women like, oh, you're putting on weight during pregnancy. But mm. actually, if they shifted more into seeing how the, the goddesses that have been worshipped, the statues of the goddess were these pregnant belly, big breasted yes. women. So also reframing the shifts. And owning the magic. Yeah. Like you have created life and carried it in your body and birthed it into this 3D material realm. Like you are literally a walking miracle and claiming that because I think there, I, I know especially when I went through it, um, there, was a, there was a discussion of like post baby, like the post baby mommy operation where like they basically will, you know, try to restructure the whole body with um, plastic surgery so that you go back to looking like a maiden body. And this Whoa. was like a conversation I was having while married around I like... I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's like... Oof. 
instead of just recognizing the magnificence and the miracle and like you know there's a whole total reframe we can talk about mm. about really being reverent to this body mm-hmm. instead of in shame of that transition mm-hmm. that it's gone through yes totally well, we only have to look at the ancient statues. Mm. I think it's so good to look at these things and not just Instagram where everybody is um, right. faked anyway in some way and see see in some way, like this is a real woman, a real woman's body. Yeah. All yeah. those beautiful curves and the signs of fertility. And, and of course, every woman is different as well. But there are shifts from hormones that that I think are very beautiful. I'm really enjoying right now that there is a plus size supermodel, Ashley Graham. I don't know if you know her, but um, she's really inspiring. She's big on Instagram, mm. at 10 million followers. Beautiful. She's pregnant. Oh. And she's taking a lot of photos, naked or semi-naked, mm. with this very curvaceous mm. body. And she and she's, I, I love this because it's like this amazing reframe of like, look how beautiful and gorgeous and feminine and sexy Mm -hmm. and radiant and she's such a leader for other women in this way of um, showing how beautiful that femininity is yeah I think it's important to surround ourselves with influences like that I definitely follow a lot of body positive women on Instagram so that I'm not looking at that reality of like what is imposed of what I should look like at this phase in my life it's 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 so inspiring to see those that are mm-hmm. willing to share themselves mm-hmm. in that way and just own it like this own is who it. I am exactly. this is my body and I'm beautiful yeah, yeah 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 and what about men do you think that they sometimes treat their woman non-sexually because they're a mum? like do, do, do women also need to invite men to still find you know find their womanliness yeah, actually, I think my ex-husband went through that as well. Because especially the men that may be present to the birth, where, like, you now seen her give birth and, and maybe witnessed that miracle mm-hmm, of, like, mm-hmm. wow. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's, that's definitely a, an experience or an inquiry that they, they may need to go through or, or happen to go through. Um, and, and that may be a conversation, like, that permission of, like, but my desire is to maybe have a Fifty Shades of Grey experience, right? Like, I need you to mm-hmm. be a little bit more dominant when we play together. Mm-hmm. You know, I welcome that, even though I'm still a mom. Like, yeah. offering that permission could be really supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've witch- witnessed two births um, in my life. And both times, it was the same woman. And I, and I thought she was more wild woman than I'd ever seen mm. her you know like the hair and the breathing and the, yeah. and there's just like powerful yeah. and I remember thinking wow she's so beautiful sadly I took a photo and she was like no let me put on makeup mm. and I thought huh like you're mm. more sexy and wild and yes. beautiful and womanly than ever and I wish more people could see that including mm. her you mm-hmm. know that there are so many facets of being sexual and I think the maidenhood is like is like one yes but it's it's one that's really you know the submissive maiden whatever it's just Mm -hmm. one of so many archetypes and as a woman goes through her life whether she's a mother or not she's going to have different archetypes coming through Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to find the sexy in every stage of our life yes yeah I think motherhood's a beautiful invitation into power and wildness especially when we go through birth because you there's that there's these moments in birth where like you are not 
in power, right? Yeah. Like there's an energy <laughs> moving through you that is unfucking stoppable. <laughs> and we have access to that as women and to birth and to become a mother. Like you were in that stream. You had <laughs> access to that force. You, you moved that energy through you. That's an initiation. And you get a taste of just how powerful a really woman's sexuality can yes. be you know yes. i think that's a game changer i mean i discovered that not by having children but by doing a lot of tantra but i i noticed when i watched birth is like this is an initiation yes. and this is so beautiful but our culture doesn't really talk about it or recognize it the empowered sexual wild woman the woman in her power the woman that's letting so much energy mm. through her body is one of the most beautiful things and i think maybe some men are, are even a bit afraid of that power Absolutely. You know, but I notice because tantric women have that too, right? Of a lot of energy coming through, and some men are intimidated and afraid. But the really wise men are like, oh, yes. that is so beautiful," yes. and they get blessed by that energy, right? Mm -hmm. So m maybe also the partners need a little help to see that power of the goddess that comes right. through their woman, even if she was sweet and submissive and maidenly before. Now she's a woman. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to, to put that. Absolutely. Um, I, I just having this like realization as we talk about it of like, I think that's where a lot of um, disharmony or discomfort or maybe suffering can come from as we move into motherhood and we do access that energy. But then we feel like we have to backtrack and fit back into the maiden mm. box, into that like mm -hmm. I'm only submissive and... Mm -hmm. Um, and gentle but now that we've accessed that energy that's not actually true yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. whole part of us that's been awakened and <laughs> alivened and how do we move that in a healthy way in our in our marriage mm. in our life that um, feels safe right because mm -hmm. because we the wild women are what were persecuted for so many years mm -hmm. and so to access that energy and then not feel safe to stay in it yeah is, is, is it can be scary so mm -hmm. I think there's that desire to like oh I'm just gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that's the beauty of the community that I'm pulling together is, yes. is is the invitation to to continue to embody that, and then that really serves, like the amount of energy you have and the passions, like the courage you have. You know, that's going to change the world. I really, mm -hmm. I really believe that women and mothers, like we are, this catalyst birthing this new earth. You know, mm -hmm. the, those those intuitive hits, those. I, those ideas we have, the programs we have, the change we want to create, you know. And the um, desire to create a better world for the next generation. Absolutely. I mean, that's so strong. That's mm -hmm. like the mother instinct, isn't it? And yes. We need more of that. We need yes. that to have a louder voice. We need women to like wake up and roar when they become moms because it's not only a powerful sexuality, but a important power that the world needs. Mm -hmm. Yay! Well, I'm so yeah. glad you're doing it mm -hmm. and you're supporting other moms and you have a supportive group on Facebook as well. Yep. So we can put all the links with this um, interview so people can find it. Beautiful. Yay! Yeah. Great! Thank you for well, having me on. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm. And I hope there's a lot of moms out there inspired and maybe partners out there going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. to, to bring the sexy back and, uh, and, and start this new stage of life. Mm. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. And keep up beautiful. the amazing work. Thank you. <laughs>